Blog Talk Radio. That happens. 
there's an old song that says, that's the way it goes on us, friends. But in spite of we're going to give God the victory, the devil is going to be defeated. And, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned about time. So I just want to let you all know I'm going to be fine. A little congested, but everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. So just let you all know, no matter what, everything's going to be fine. Matter of fact, I'm going to check I'm going to test it one more time. Thank God for y'all uh, being here. For those who may want to watch the video version of our podcast, you can go to www.reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. <coughs> Reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. Um, I'm kind of keep kind of short. I'm going to dock on myself a little bit. But, you know, uh, I begin to think about it. Today I had something to happen. Uh, excuse me, last night. Then I had something to happen. Um, let me backtrack. T- today, what I want to share with y'all, I entitled it, When God Tells You to Do It, But You Don't Have to Do It. Hmm. When God tells you to do it, but you have no tools. And what made me think about that was last night I was going to make some tea. And I remembered I used my last straw earlier that day. And I didn't get a chance to go to the store and bring some more straws. And I'm like, crap. I forgot to get some straws. And it was already late last night. And I didn't feel like going out just to go to the store to get some straws. So I said, you know what, forget it. I'm going to go ahead and make some tea in the way. As I'm making some tea, it was like God was just telling me, make it as if. You got some straws. So I said, okay. So I ended up making some tea. And uh, when I got done, I put some uh, some hogs, some hogs, cough drops in it. And I put some honey. And also, uh, I got some uh, thyme. I got some thyme. Put some in my hand, licked it, as well as put it inside the tea. Uh, from what I was told, thyme is good for mucus buildup. So I was able to go ahead and put those things together. So <clears throat> I got done. After I got done with the um, with the tea, and I was about to get a nice kind of stir it around, <clears throat> to stir my tea around. Right before I was getting ready to get the knife, God told me to look at the table. I looked at my table, and right in front of me was a box of straws. It was the same. Size, same type of box I had just threw away earlier today that was empty. I used the last straw. I used the last, threw it in the trash. I'm the only one that gets it in the house. Threw it in the trash. And like I said, my intention were to get some earlier. But when I looked at the table and I saw a box full of straws. I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That blew my mind. And I was trying to remember, when did I buy some? I don't even remember when I bought some. But just that it showed me, oftentimes, God would tell us to do something, regardless if we feel like we equipped or regardless if we feel like we have to have a particular person or somebody with us. You know, for us to accomplish a goal, 
And God just tells us to go. Matter of fact, I think about the lepers in the Bible. God told them, <coughs> excuse me, they were told to show themselves to the priest. And they were healed as they went. <coughs> they were healed as they went. So oftentimes, if you go ahead and obey and do what you're told to do, God will bless you to be able to get not just what you need, but what you want. And it showed me how sometimes so many of us, we sit down on our blessings. Sometimes we sit down and we miss out on what God has for us because we're waiting for something or someone when God told us to go. Oftentimes what we do, when God tells us to go, instead of looking forward, we look beside us to see who's going to come with us. Are you going to help me? And God is telling us, I will be your help. So that's something that we have to think about. And I wanted to get on here just to share with y'all that God is talking to so many of us. But how many of us is responding back with obedience to him? Something to think about. So how about from this point on, you take personal inventory of everything in your life. Look at the things that God told you to do. You know, I'm I'm not in for New Year's resolution. I bet the honor with you. To me, and this is just me, number one, why wait to a new year to do something that God told you to do it in the old year? Take it one day at a time. Every day, every day is a blessing from God. And so the thing is, regardless if God told you to do it on January the 1st or December the 26th, if God told you to do something December 26, are you going to wait till January the 1st to do it? No. You need to do it right then and there. So if you look at, matter of fact, I'm seeing it right now, <clears throat> there are so many babies that did not wait to be born January the 1st or January the 2nd. There were some babies that, some, that was in some mother's wombs. The mother may have wanted to wait till after New Year or the beginning of the New Year, but because that baby was ready, that baby said, you know what, I'm coming out right now. You know what, you plan on doing something for New Year's Eve, on the side, I'm going to have to interrupt your program, uh, interrupt your program to give you some late-breaking news. I'm going to come out. So many people have planned on doing something for New Year's Eve, and you know what they were in? They were in the hospital. And the baby came before the New Year. The baby came on New Year's Eve, not New Year's Day. And so you think about if a natural baby is not concerned with time, but they when the time doesn't come out, they're going to come out right then and there. If a baby won't procrastinate, why will we allow the baby that God has birthed within us, why are we trying to, quote, unquote, hinder that baby from coming forth? Why are we hindering our spiritual baby? Some of us, God has, God has impregnated us with so much stuff, and we're way beyond our due date. So what is it going to take for us, for us to get off, we all say it like this, for us to get off our do nothing and do something? So many of us are 15, forget about eight or nine months pregnant, some of us 15, 16 years pregnant. Some of us, unfortunately, would die with our baby in our womb. 
healing our wounds. Why? Because we are too scared. We're too afraid to go forward to what God told us to do. Something to think about. So I know this might not be the traditional program, and beyond the uh this is something that is needed. This is something that is needed for us to be able to, for us to be able to go forth with what God told us to do, what God has for us to do. We have to go forward because as long as we are pregnant and we are hindering our baby from coming forward, we will never receive the satisfaction, the abundant life, the quality of life, the joy, the peace that God really wants for us. We, we, want, we want to enjoy it. We want to enjoy it. God, see, God has our life planned out for us. Why are we hindering it? Why? It's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Why are we hindering what God has for us? Why are we hindering it? So that's why it's so important for us maybe to just listen to God, take instructions from God, knowing that he has our best interest at heart, knowing that he cares for us, he loves us beyond what we think we love ourselves. You know, if you think about it, we are here on this earth, but before we got on this earth, while we were yet in our mother's womb, even before then, God already had our life planned out, mapped out for us with his best interest, with our best interest at heart. So he made it. <clears throat> so after we made after he made it, then he brought us into the scene. But so why will we try to rewrite a narrative that God has already completed perfectly? Perfectly. <clears throat> it ain't worth it. It's really not worth it. So this is something that we have to really just be before the Lord, talk to him, consult with him. Just one second. Want to get a little water right quick? But why will we? Why will we hinder what God has for us? God has so much in store for us that we miss our own blessing. And so, with that that story, like I said, that happened last night, and it blew my mind. I was like, wow, you know. And sometimes even in the midst of, think about it, in the midst of sickness or uh, discomfort, because to be honest with you, if I wasn't feeling my best, I wouldn't be drinking tea. But I decided to drink something hot to kind of break up the mucus. And so in the midst of me not feeling my best, I did something that was unusual. And because of me doing something that was unusual, I began to see something that was unusual. I saw the move of God in the midst of adversity, in the midst of, not feeling my best. And so with that, allow my testimony to be your testimony through your test. There may be somebody that may be right now. We're talking about assignments and purpose and everything. There may be someone right now that God has told them to do something, but yet still they feel like, well, I'm inadequate. Well, you know, um, just like me. You know what? I'm, I'm going to share this with you. I remember um, before I accepted my calling, officially, before I made my calling public, the week before it happened, I was um, 
my son, I was watching my son, and he ended up, he said he was preaching. And I believe him. Um, he had the yellow page. I got him the yellow pages, and he was just really just going to town. He was maybe three years old. And uh, I was like, hmm, he was four, I'm sorry. He was four years old. And he was really just, really just talking, really just talking. And so I sent a text to all my siblings, my four siblings, to tell them, dealing up here preaching, and I don't know if I sent a picture or whatever, and my siblings, my three brothers, were like, you know, laugh out loud, LOL, they were doing that, and saying that. But my sister, my sister said, he's going to be a third-generational preacher. And so I knew my father, which his grandfather is a preacher. And so I'm like, okay, my daddy, feeling three, my daddy, one. Me, number two? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Because, number one, I was not a great speaker. And most importantly, I was looking at the situation I was in. I was like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be preaching. So I don't want to bring a stain to the name of God. You know, not that I was doing anything wrong. No, I was not doing anything wrong. I was not sinning. But I was in a situation that some people may have may have looked at me, oh, you can't tell me nothing. You know how some church folks are, oh, they can't tell me nothing. Uh, look at his child. His child lost. Look at his oh, – my child not lost, but just giving an example. Just an example. You, you've heard some people – well, how are they going to preach when their own kids are locked up? How are they going to preach when, you know, he can, he, his wife trying to leave or her husband trying to leave? You know how church folks are. They'll find any excuse to discredit, discredit someone's ministry, someone's calling. And so I was like, God, <coughs> I said, God, Whatever it takes, I said, look, I don't, I, I don't mind preaching the word of God. I, I would love to. There are some hangups in my life that people going to look at me. People going to say, oh, he can't say nothing. He can't say nothing, you know. And God said, they didn't call you. I called you. In that situation you're worried about, it's really no big deal. But give it to me. I'll fix it. And I promise you, he did. He did. So I brought that in because when my sister said, you know, he's gonna be a third my son gonna be a third generation preacher, I'm gonna get at all the excuses based on what man would say. Based on what man would say. And so now, you know, those that know me, I'm very transparent. You know, one thing about me, I don't have I don't have to worry about skeletons in my closet. I look here, I bring up the own my own shelves. When people ask me something, oh yeah, yeah. That's one thing about it. I would be very forthcoming. I'm gonna say, I say, if you want to know something, just ask. I'll tell you. But I tell people, be ready for the truth. That's one thing about it. <clears throat> so, in the midst of what I was dealing with, I, I, you know, I, those them, I don't mind being transparent. This is what I was facing. I was facing. I was facing. Finna get ready to go to a divorce. And I just knew that there are some people because I've heard it. You know. Um, you know, minister going through the book, he can't tell me nothing. Well, you know what? I think I'm like, God, look here. You you handle this situation. And so, like I said, because of what I went through and everything, I was even able to minister to someone that went through the same thing. But 
the thing is, whatever we deal with in life, whatever we go through in life, whatever test we go through in life, that's a, someone based on what we went through. You know, have you noticed people that operate in the healing ministry were one sick? People have gone through, uh, people who have been in some type of uh, uh, grief situation, or a lot of times they are in grief ministry. There are some that have dealt with um, substance abuse, substance abuse, alcohol, or uh, chemical dependency. Oftentimes, people who have had those issues are not operating in ministries or in vocations to help people recover from what they want dealt with. So these are one of the, some of the things that we have to think about. You know, when it comes down to, number one, when we come down to clearing our nose on our teeth. But also, the thing is, what you deal with, unless you want it to be. What you're dealing with, <coughs> what you're dealing with, don't let this silence you. You know, <clears throat> I want to speak to someone that I mentioned earlier. I kind of use it as an example, but I do have to say this. You that may be watching, you did all that you could as a parent. And your child still chose when they were an adult. They still chose to do something that was against your teaching. That's not your fault. That's not your fault. Don't blame yourself. Don't put in the guilt trip on yourself. The key thing was you did what you supposed to, and you have to allow them to be responsible for their actions. But don't let that hinder your ministry. There's somebody that may be watching right now that God has blessed them to be able to be an influence to so many people. And unfortunately, the devil trying to use their child, their child, to discourage them from speaking to someone else's child. As long as you continue to steal water, the grass that's in your children's property, you're doing what you're supposed to. We come out spiritually. You're doing what you can. You do. You're doing what you can. But as long as you don't stop that water from running to that yard, do what God tells you to do. We're not. One thing about it, that old saying, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink it. We have to continue to pull out. My thing is, I love to minister to people, and I wish that they would receive it. But I'm not responsible for them receiving it. My responsibility is to do it exactly how God tells me to do it, for them to, re- for them to understand it, for them to comprehend it. But just because they may be able to comprehend it, be able to understand it, if they don't receive it, that's not my fault. That's not my responsibility. I tell people, as long as you do your part, let them and God, as long as you provide it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how well the people fix their food at the food court of a mall. As long as people got currency for them to be able to spend, they, look here. If they want to, you can go to the mall and spend a thousand dollars on clothing, on purses, and all that stuff. But if you're hungry and you still choose to spend money on clothing and purses and shoes, you can die of starvation. It ain't the cook's fault. The cook provides the food accessible for you. 
So as long as we were able to provide spiritually, we did our part. So I want to encourage someone who may be watching, someone who may be having the devil to tell them in their ear to discourage them, to quit ministering. And a ministry, I'll tell people all the time, ministry is not just behind a pulpit. Ministry is a lifestyle. Ministry may be somebody that you may, you know, run into at the mall, maybe at Walmart, maybe at the park. Ministry is 24-7. Ministry is 24-7, seven days a week. There's always a word that God has for us. God has a word for us. And God wants us to be able to listen to him, for us to be able to be effective in what he has for us to do. So as we get ready to pray, I want each and every one of us to be mindful of the responsibility God has for us, responsibility God has given us. God did not give us a spirit of fear or cowardice. God did not give us a spirit of timidness. God gave us courage. God gave us, look, God gave us not only power, but authority. Listen, power is what you're born with as a child of God. Authority is when you get closer to God. You get closer to God. You have authority. You have power and authority. The devil, look, the devil can, can use his power, whatever. But the key thing of it is, we have power and authority. Authority comes through Jesus Christ. Authority comes through Jesus Christ. Satan and his imps does not have authority over us. It's just like, I mean, it's just like if somebody coming to your property, knowing you have no trespassing signs all around. And they try to come in to break into look, they try to come and break into your property and you see them. And they're so bold to come in the daytime. While you have a house full of people that's on your side. And you look out the window and you see people with masks on, with, you know, bitty clubs and uh uh hammers, get ready to bring to your property. Now look here. Let somebody try to do that. Spiritually, there's somebody trying to do that. You know what's going to happen? Look here. Twelve months from now, they're going to be a one-year-old ghost. <laughs> no, they're going to be gone. Well, understand, God give us the discernment for us to be able to see and recognize some of the trades that the devil tries to be towards us. But we got to be sensitive to the voice of God for us to be able to hear God's instructions us to recognize James Pratt that the devil tried to do towards us or on us. And one thing I always tell, as especially as parents, if we don't want to live right, if we don't want to do it for ourselves, we got to do it for our children. We got to do it for our children. Our children are dependent upon us. So I thank God for the opportunity to share with y'all the goodness of God. Like I said, so many people who have had testimonies, even, you know, better than mine or whatever. But the key thing, the same God that did it for me, he can do it for you. God shows no respect to person. God is able, God is qualified to help us in any and every situation. He can help us. He won't help us. So this is this is something that God wants us to be able to be confident in and knowing 
knowing that he's able to help us in any and every situation. You know, I'm I'm up here looking right here. Uh oh, I wanna make sure I wanna make sure that um everything's recorded. Uh oh. I wanna make sure that everything's recorded. But um I know this is like I said, this might have been uh, a little different, but I wanted to make sure I was not gonna allow the devil to stop this. I don't care if it's coughing. <coughs> Get some water again. <clears throat> I don't care if it's coughing or cold. No devil in hell gonna stop. I don't care if I got a text. I don't care if I got a text word. I don't care if I got a cough, speak, cough, and speak a word or whatever. Never let anything or anybody stop you from doing what God has for you to do. You know, my thing is, and I'm gonna say like I'm praying about some things. I'm praying for some people. There are some people that there's some people that I'm praying for. There are some people that you know I care about. I, you know, I don't. Uh, every now and then, you know, if I feel less, I'll share with somebody. I'm praying for them. What I say, but there are some people that I have dear to my heart, and I'm praying for them. You know, I don't want to just have God to move in my life, but I'm praying for God to move in other people's lives. But the other thing is I'm praying for people to recognize when what God is moving and when God is moving in their life. I'm praying for I'm praying for some people there's some people that are there for me, you know, there's some people that are there for me that I'm praying for. I'm praying for some yokes to be destroyed, some burdens to be lifted. I'm praying for some soul ties to be broken. I'm praying even someone who may be watching right now. I'm praying for God to give you the strength for you to recognize what is of him and what is not of him or from him. You know, um, you know, God, sometimes God want to see, sometimes God want to see, can you trust him? How much can you trust him? <coughs> we tell God, excuse <coughs> me, we often tell God, God, I trust you. God, I love you. But sometimes God wants us, God want us to show Him how much we trust Him. You know, it's easy for us to trust God when we got resources right here. But can we trust God? Can we have that same level of trust or more in God when we have nothing? When it looks like there's nothing going on. One of the things I'm a firm believer in, <clears throat> I'm a worshiper. I'm a worshiper. And nothing can stop my worship to God. Now, what about you? Don't let anything separate you from your worship of God. Worship is more than just being at church. Worship, look here, we can worship God 24-7. We, we can worship God even just talking to God, conversing with God. God, you are awesome. I mean, really, just talking to God. Don't you know that God wants God want to have a relationship? God want to have look, communication with you. God want to hear from you. I mean, just so simple. God wants to hear from you. <clears throat> and so when we talk to God, when we worship with God, <clears throat> when we worship God, I'm telling you, <clears throat> worship gives God the responsibility as well as the assets to come in on our behalf. <clears throat> that situation that you're dealing with, <clears throat> that situation that you're dealing with, <clears throat> when you worship God, in spite of what you're dealing with, it's like God, like, and you still trust me, and you still pray for me. In the midst of your hurt, you look here. When you give God your worship in the midst of 
problems, in the midst of adversity, in the midst of, don't you know you giving God your worship, but also as you giving God your worship, he taking away from you that problem. You giving God your worship, and he's taking away your problem. I'm telling you, God, God will help you to do whatever, whatever, whatever you need to do. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I have, I have some, uh, I have some airborne vitamins. Thank you. Um, I'm on, I'm gonna take some stuff too uh, when I get off. I'm, I'm taking stuff, but I feel the need to share with y'all. It, this is so important to me. And like I said, I, I can, I can cut off, I can cut off the main. Some people may, you, you may not need to be on the podcast. Well, to be honest with you, I'd rather do this. Number one, I want to make sure, just like my praise and worship to God, I'm telling y'all about worship in the midst of adversity. Look here, in the midst of my cough, I, I still want to tell you about the goodness of God. Yeah, you know, my cough may be annoying, <clears throat> but I take this seriously. You know, in my cough, matter of fact, in Psalms, Psalms often it says shalom, you know, you know, shalom. Well, you know what? Look at my coffin as a shalom because I want people to know that we serve a God that can do any and everything. So in the midst of my coffin, in the midst of my, you know, clearing my throat, all these things, I want you to be able to understand, I'm telling you, when you praise and worship God in the midst of what you're dealing with, it's showing God you're not letting anything, anything distract you or stop you from you giving God what's due to him. You know, we often hear uh, uh, in the Bible it says, uh, nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Where if nothing would separate you from the love of God, what about separating you from your worship? Anything stop you from your worship to God. So with what you're having petition before God, God want to know, can you trust? God want to know, can he trust you? Yeah, things that we may be dealing with, it may be painful, but yet can God trust us in the midst of what we're dealing with? You know, in the midst of not having anything, look at the, look at in the Bible what the mother, all she had was the needle. But in the midst of trusting God and doing what she, doing what God told her to do, look, it never went empty. She never went empty. And so sometimes seem like we don't have enough, God is saying, no, you got enough. When it seems like we don't have anything, God said, you got, you got what you need to get things done. And so I want to tell you, like I said, God might be telling you to do something, and it may seem like so far-fetched, but if God told you to do it, trust him. When God told you to do something, look here, I'm telling you, God will not disappoint you. So if God will disappoint you, don't disappoint him. And so with that, you know, I thank God for, I want to uh, give uh, an acknowledgement. Uh, last Sunday, Miss uh, Miss Roberts, Miss Roberts was, uh, she was ordained. Miss Roberts, thank God for you. I'm hoping and praying that God continues to move in your life. And I'm praying that God really bless your ministry as well as the people that you have already blessed, the people that you have already ministered to. I'm praying that God continue to use you to be that light, not just on the clock, but off the clock, for you to be able to, you know, 
continue to just allow God to use you. And also, I'm telling you, there's going to be a testimony. I'm, matter of fact, I'm seeing a great testimony within two more weeks. I'm praying that God really just prepare you for what he has for you. You know, it ain't nothing to be intimidated about or anything like that. But I want you to be encouraged that, you know, what the devil meant for evil, what the devil tried to do to discourage you, look here, all the devil did rob your audience for ministry. And so, you know, I want to encourage other people who may be watching, who may feel like, you know, giving up, who may feel like, you know what, what am I going to do? I'm telling you from firsthand experience that if God can do it for me, ain't nothing special about, look here, I put on my pants just like both of y'all, just like y'all. I put on my pants, put on my shirt. But the key thing about it, I tell people, if God says something, my thing is, I don't care what is, look, my, my responsibility is I'm going to listen and I'm going to obey it. I ain't, look here, I ain't trying to figure out, it ain't my responsibility. If, look, if God says something, it ain't my responsibility to figure out, what, why he said, uh-uh. Me, that's one thing about it. I don't believe in sitting down when God says stand up and go. Look here, if God said go, I'm gone. Why everybody sitting around, look, you know, I know many people may look look, uh, look at me, they may laugh at me or whatever like that, because I'm, I'm going to go. But when God tells me to do something, I'm gone. I ain't going to wait. I ain't waiting for nobody. So I want to tell you, don't wait for nobody. When God tells you to do something, look here. God told you. God told you. So I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and then we're going to get ready to pray. <clears throat> the other day I gave an analogy, but I want to give y'all the I want to give y'all the the origin of the analogy, what God gave me. God showed me, God showed me many people go to the airport, and we can run into people that we know. We can run into famous people at the airport. But when we go at the airport, we're there to go to a destination. And that destination, you're required, you have to go. When your when your call comes, you gotta go. If you don't go, you're gonna miss it. And so you might meet people at that airport. Like I said, might be friends, might be celebrities. Time for you to board up on the airplanes to make it to your destination, you gotta go. I don't care if it's somebody famous, I don't care if it's someone that you grew up with. When it's your time to go, you gotta go, shoot the dude. But just imagine if you don't go when it's time for you to go. <clears throat> but you want to hang around and speak to that person that may be a celebrity. You think about it. Think about if you miss your if you miss your call because you were so busy being infatuated with a celebrity, but then now that celebrity get their call for them to go. Don't you know you won't be going. You didn't leave them behind to go to yours, but they would leave you behind to make it to theirs. In other words, the airport, there's a separation. And so many of us, we are in we are in a we are in a spiritual airport where we're trying to figure out can we allow people to come with us illegally? 
There may be some people that we may be trying to drag on. Sometimes we may even have them stuck in the spiritual luggage, but they're going unauthorized. There may be some people that we trying to allow to board up with us, but they don't even have their look. They don't even have their boarding pass. They don't even <coughs> they don't have a boarding pass. They don't have uh, um, uh, uh, what you call um, passports. They don't have a ticket, not even to board them on the airplane, but we're trying to drag them along. You know, I feel the need to say this. If people are really with you and for you, when you get your ticket and making sure that you're there at the airport, when you get your ticket, those that's going to be with us will have theirs. But if we get ready to board up, and they ain't got theirs, we got to go. So God is, at this time, God is trying to show us there may be some people that we may have to leave at the airport because it's time for us to go. It's time for us to go. We can't, look, it ain't nothing personal. But don't you know, if they really were sincere, if they really were sincere to want to be with you, they would have already been ready. Just like the ten virgins. We know we have the story. Five of them were wise, five of them were foolish. Five of them that were wise took uh, took oil with them. Took their lamp and their oil. But the five foolish their lamps, but no oil. So we have to understand when God has an assignment for us, it ain't nothing personal. But what we have to realize, we got to have like-minded people. You know, we often hear in the Bible tell us about uh, be equally yoked. And we're not just talking about dating. We're just important dating. But we talk about partnership. we talk about uh, business. we talk about so many things, compatibility, spiritual compatibility. <clears throat> because there may be some people that, Hey, you know what? I like them. They're funny. But when you see their work ethic, they it sucks. So God wanted to be compatible for and this person is lazy. You know, this you know, you're the type to make it five minutes, ten minutes before it's time to be there and they make it there five or ten minutes, thirty minutes, or they get there whenever they feel like it. No. One of the words I always say God wants us to use sweat equity. There are some things that we got to sweat. We got to talk. We got to be before the Lord. That's the key thing. You know, like I said, you take your salvation, you take your relationship with God seriously. So understand, in the things that God has for you, in the thing God wants you to do, you got to keep your spiritual antennas open. You got to keep them high. You got to keep your antennas open for you to be able to hear from God. I tell people that one of the things, I don't want to say it's the most important thing, but one of the things I find very, very, very serious, and I take it very seriously, my ability to hear from God. I don't want anything to interrupt me hearing from God. I, I can't. I can't. I, I Don't get me wrong. I love people and everything, but one of the things I respect, I respect my time with God. I respect it. You know, sometimes I might be in my car with the radio off, I'm very seldom listen to the radio, but, you know, I may not be on the phone or whatever, but I got to be able to hear from God. I got to be able to hear. 
You got to be able to hear, I don't care how busy you are. Don't ever be too busy for you to be able to miss the call that God's trying to give to you or the call that you need to give to God. There may be people that we may not talk to every day, but God, we have to talk to every day. We need to talk to him, and he needs to hear from us. You got to be able to hear from God. As a musician, the more you play your instruments, the more you get familiar with the instruments, the more you can be able to hear other instruments. To some people who are not musicians, all horns sound the same. But when you deal with a musician, you can tell the difference between a trombone, a trumpet, a tuba, a saxophone. You hear the difference. And even with the saxophone, there are a variety of different saxophones, alto saxophones, the soprano saxophone. You hear the differentiation between the two. Why? Because you're seasoned, you're hearing them. You know the difference. You spend time with them. And so with your relationship with God, spend time with him for you to be able to hear, (coughs) for you to be able to hear, hear his voice, and respond in obedience. That's the key thing. That's the key thing. So um, I don't know a lot, but um, I just thank God for this time for me to be able to be with you all. And, you know, um, this time right now, we're going to be able to just talk to God. You know, there may be some who may be watching who may not be saved. Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ has saved him. Believe the heart of God and raise it from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Being saved, it ain't hard. It, it really ain't hard. It's actually for your benefit. It's for your benefit to be saved. And I'm just, I'm not talking about just being saved. I'm just, oh, I said, no, we're talking about being saved and living the purpose that you asked for. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God, you'd be surprised how God will blow your mind. I'm telling you, God will blow your mind. And it ain't hard. I know some people try to make it sound hard. Well, you know, I mean, just, just stiff neck people. No. Look here. My relationship with God, me and God, look, God know I got a sense of humor. And sometimes he give me a sense of humor. You know, I'm like, for real, man, you know. You know, and sometimes the way God talks to me about certain things, he knows what I can understand. God deals with me in my own verbiage and language. You know, look here. God knows I use broken English. God knows I don't use no big vocabulary words. No. God, look here. I need to understand what you're telling me. And because the way I am, God may speak to me in my dreams. God may show me a vision. God may give me a word. Whatever. We have to understand how God speaks to us. And he speaks to us in various ways. And so with that, I challenge you, spend some time with God for you to be able to know <coughs> the language that God speaks to you. <coughs> Well, speaking in the language God has for us, you know, like I said, sometimes when God talks to me, he'll show me some ways so that way I can understand, I can comprehend it. You know, I'm like, oh, I see grasshopper. 
you know, and sometimes, sometimes I can be in my car, I can last. So God may be showing me some stuff. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this, not part of it, what I, what I was uh, about the podcast, but it, it will fit. <clears throat> God made human beings last, understand, we, and we learn in a variety of ways. Some people learn by repetition. Some people learn by a diversity. Some people learn, you know, autumn. Some people are visual, you know. And so asking God to help you to find out your niche and for you to be able to understand what he's telling you, what he's showing you. <clears throat> and so in me learning my way, and I, I may not learn like other people's way. But I know when God showed me something in a way that I understand it, oh, look here. <clears throat> I don't care who it is. They can't dispute how when God showed me something, when God gave me something, it's for me, not only for me to be able to understand it, but also <clears throat> in what, the way that God gave me something, he may have me to tell you in a way where you understand it. <clears throat> so I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, okay, I got it. I understand. I'm like, wow. You know, I, I love studying. I love studying. I love studying. <clears throat> and so God may give me a whole paragraph and for me to edit it to give to you in a sentence or in a word or whatever. So like I said, for us to learn and understand how God speaks to us. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> yes, yes, submit to obedience, yes. Submit to the obedience. I'm telling you, obedience. Mm-hmm. Obedience shows God that you trust Him. <clears throat> obedience shows God and tells God that you trust Him. Also, obedience shows God and tells God that He can trust you. <clears throat> that I can trust us. And what happens when you're in a relationship with someone that they build your trust? What happens? You you be able to receive more. From them, not just things, but things that are closer to their heart. Things that are closer to their heart. I'm gonna be honest with you, those that know me, <clears throat> like I said, I don't mind sharing. I don't look I don't mind throwing myself on the bus. And like I said, just in case somebody wanna know something about me, oh look here, you ain't gotta call TMZ, you ain't gotta check on Facebook Live. No, come to me, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. One thing about it, like Bernie Mac, I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you about me. That's one thing about it. I ain't got time to be lying. Look here, I ain't going to let nothing jeopardize me in my relationship with God, no idea of nothing that God has for me. So I'll tell people that. But <clears throat> the reason why I brought that up is because when God can trust you to share things with you and also just being able to just have that closer relationship with you, he wants to have that closer relationship with you. You know, I don't care how close you are to God, you can never get too close. You can get even closer. I can get even closer. We all can get even closer. But also, I do have to say this. God showed no respect to person. <clears throat> the same God that did it for me, the same God that did it for those that are in Bible time, he won't do it for you. There's nothing too hard for God. Nothing too hard for God. He wants to do it for you. He wants that intimate relationship with you. So as we get ready for, I know I've said that several times, but um, we want to pray. And I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged 
that God can. I feel the need. Somebody may be watching. They feel like they, you know, they in a rut. They feel like they in an impossible situation. I'm telling you, as long as God is on the throne, he is your way. I'm telling you. As long as God is on the throne. Now, is God on the throne? Yes, he is. Is he planning on getting off the throne? No, he ain't. He's still on the phone. So that means he's still your way out. There may be somebody that may feel like they're in a situation that they can't get out of. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I'm going to tell you something. Don't go on what you see. Don't even go on your feelings. Go on your faith. The Bible tells us faith is the something things hoped for in the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, what you need to do, no matter what it is, see your way out. See you already out. And then also what God's going to do, God can see success for you to be able to get yourself out. Not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Because there are so many people that are physically free, but they're still spiritually, emotionally bound. And you know what happens? If you emotionally, mentally bound, I don't care how physically free you are, you'll be going back. But if you get free on the inside, God will make sure you're free on the outside. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your offices. We come to you right now, God. We not your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. Lord, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We love you, God. God, we speak right now, God, that you help us, that you encourage us, that you strengthen us in every situation of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak right now, God, that you be our way out of no way, God. Speak right now for those who may be watching or listening, God. They're looking for a way out, and you told them to do it, God. You told them to trust you, God. So, God, help us to trust you even if we can't trust you, God, even if we don't have the material, God. Help us, God, to move forward right now, God, with what we have right now. God, just like how you used Moses, God, to part the Red Sea, God, even with the rod, God. So, God, we thinking, God, that you be our rod in the midst of our Red Sea right now. In the name of Jesus, about everything the devil stands for, we counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, God. We speak, God, that you continue to, continue to encourage, God, the bereaved family, God, the Griffin family, God, the Calhoun family, God, the Horton family, God, the, the, uh, the Jones family, God, God, the Love family, God. God, continue, God, to minister to them right now, God, and, kept, and encourage so many others, God, that are going through right now, God. Encourage right now, God. Encourage right now, God. Be our will, be our way right now, God. We surrender our wills and our ways to you right now. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony, for the strength, for the endurance, God, that you have given us right now, God. God, thank you, Lord, for helping us to lack nothing at all, God. But everything that we need is in you, God. So, God, we're seeking you, God. We're seeking you, because not only you are our source, you are, you are our lifeline, God. We're dependent upon you, God. In the name of Jesus, we know, God, when we give you our praise, our worship, it sets the atmosphere, God, and the opportunity and the access you to come in on our behalf right now. So, God, we give you our worship. We give you our praise right now, God, and our obedience right now, God. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you for watching uh, this show. If y'all want to get in contact with me. <laughs> Feel free to get in contact with me. I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. I'm on Facebook. And uh, you can see me on uh, my website, brotherprater.com. Uh, you can see my daily posts and my videos. But also, 
you can go to the store section of my website, bring <clears throat> <or> my book, <coughs> A Few Good Men of Cast God's Fatherhood. Also, the girl who was her brother's teacher. Uh, I tune in and I pray that y'all be ministered to. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. Thank mm-hmm. you.